0: Good. Amen. Amen. You know, Trudy mentioned the uh, reference out of Luke about the, uh, uh, you know, if you can't be faithful with the unrighteous mammon, how do you expect to receive the true riches? And, and uh, you know, a lot of times when you look at that, and you think, boy, he puts a, puts a high price, so to speak, on what you do with your finance. Yes, Hi, and, uh, you know, we have had people ask, well, why is that? You know, think that's, uh, you think know, that maybe that's just a preacher's ploy to get money. But you have to understand that that money represents your life, represents your time, your energies. Come on. You work, you know, you have jobs, you have companies, all that. All your energies go toward that through the course of a week, represents your bills paid, the house you live in, the vehicle you drive, your uh, debts gone. Come on, somebody. So it, it touches so much of your life. And that's why uh, it's important uh, what you do with it because. It's, it represents so much of your life. So that's why it's a, an important thing when it comes time to the kingdom. Praise the Lord. All right. God's good. Amen. Amen. Let's try that one more time. God's good. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Go with me, if you will, to the book of Philippians, please. Book of Philippians. And I'm going to uh, spend the majority of my time in Philippians today. We we'll might bounce around here or there maybe, but for the most part, staying in Philippians. I'm going to go to uh, chapter 2 and read a maybe an opening verse. And verse 5 it says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind, the word here uh, means uh, uh, attitude or state of mind or the exercise or entertainment of the mind, the setting of the mind. Okay, phronio is actually the Greek word. Let this mind be in you, of course, in context. He's talking about, uh, you know, this, have this kind of mindset or this kind of mentality or this kind of attitude toward, uh, toward some things. And We're going to talk about that here in a minute. But uh, uh, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, uh, the word here, let, let's go ahead and define that. You're okay if I do all that, right? All right. It means uh, literally to assign a reason or a purpose. But there's two things that represent. When you see this word, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, it refers to really two things, probably more, but at least two main things. Number one is it is a choice. It's a choice. You have a choice uh, whether uh, to do this or not. It also represents a potential, not only a choice to do but a potential to be. When you let this mind uh, be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, everything that was there, uh, uh, you know, the potential that Christ had and everything he walked in is also available unto you. Can I hear a big amen? The Passion Translation says it this way. Let this mindset become your motivation, praise God. The Amplified brings it out more than just a mindset, but more even as an attitude or a purpose, praise God. Amen. Now, it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, 1 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 2 and verse 16, the end of that chapter, I believe it's the last verse of that chapter, he brings out, he says, we have, for we have the mind of Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Now, this is really being said based on everything that was said through this chapter. And what it's referring to really is coming out of an individual who's got confidence in the fact that he knows what God's thinking. All right? Why is that? Well, because he's been focused on the things of the Spirit. And that whole chapter is talking about receiving things by the Spirit. It says a natural man's not going to grab it, a natural man's just thinking natural things. Uh, but a person of the Spirit, spirit people, look at your neighbor and say, hey, spirit person. Hallelujah. Spirit people can grab hold of the things of the Spirit. Amen. So as a result of it then, you have confidence, amen, that you can grab something, hear something, uh, get a a, a bidding, a prompting, a leading, whatever it is, to move you forward, praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, I have the mind of Christ. Amen. So then you go back and you look at this. Reference here in Philippians, and he says, uh, You know, let this mind be in you, which obviously then says you have the choice whether I'm going to be, you know, set my mind on the things of the Spirit or whether I'm going to set my mind on natural things. Of course, last week we talked some things, we talked about shutting the door on those, those bad thoughts, on those thoughts that you have no business meditating on. Come on, somebody, everybody say, Shut the door. We talked about that, praise God, and kind of went through with that. We primarily focused on the things that, you know, taking every thought captive and what it means to take it captive, and that you got to be aggressive with this. You can't be, you just can't be mild mannered about this kind of thing. Because the enemy it loves to attack you mentally. These are the devices the word talks about. You can't be ignorant of his devices. He's so good at head games. So if you ain't guarding where you're setting your mind, if you're not guarding, uh, if you're not taking every thought captive, he slithers in there and he just begins to control you. And as uh, as your thoughts go, so goes your life. Romans eight brings it real clear. We did we did read through a bunch of that last week. Have I ever told you how much I love Romans eight? Hallelujah! But anyway, Romans eight five says you know if you want to live by the Spirit or according to the Spirit, it says you have to set your mind on the things of the Spirit. You have to purpose to do that. Amen. So, look at your neighbors. I have the mind of Christ. Amen. That's coming out of a sense of confidence, a sense of being aimed and purposed. Amen. I will, I choose to have the mind of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. When he says, let this mind be in you, I say, okay, thank you very much. Amen. I choose to do that. Praise God. And I have the potential now to be and do all that I'm called to be and do because. I have the mind of Christ, amen, hallelujah. Now, today we're going to talk about being aimed, having that mind aimed, amen, and operating in the confidence that we need to, praise God, as a child of God. Now, you know, according to this word, you're armed and dangerous. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you're armed and dangerous, but you better know how to aim it. Come on, right? You better have some confidence behind it. You know, I, maybe it's kind of a morbid thing, but it kind of comes up in my spirit. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, back at the end of World War II, the, uh, when they stormed the beaches at Normandy, uh, they, they suffered a lot of casualties during that, many times referred to as D-Day. And they said, uh, I believe it was about 150,000 uh, Allied troops stormed the beaches that, uh, that particular day. Uh, 150,000, that's a lot of them. And about half of them are American. I think there was like 73, uh, 74,000 uh, Americans that stormed uh, the beaches that day. And uh, we suffered a lot of casualties. Uh, there was you know, tens, of, I mean thousands, thousands that lost their lives right there on the beaches. And it's a morbid thing and sad thing. Uh, but that it was the turning, it was a major turning point in the war. And uh, so a lot of, lot of brave soldiers lost their lives during that, uh, even just that day alone. Many of them, I'm sure, made heaven that moment. Come on, because uh, uh, no unbelievers in a foxhole, are you hearing me? They're probably all calling out to God. Um, and I'm not trying to bring up a morbid thing, but there's, there was a statistic that came out of this, and they said that of the, of the lives that were lost they they figured it was an estimated of only one in five soldiers fired their weapon so you got 10,000 laying on a beach that are dead and you know 8,000 of them never even fired their weapon that's pretty sad Come on now. And I don't say that to be like a negative on our, on our troops. That's not the point. You can only imagine what the, uh, the mind, uh, you know, the, the warfare going on when they were coming onto that beach and everything that they have just bullets spraying everywhere. And uh, so I'm not saying this as a downer that somebody was doing something wrong. I can only imagine the horrific thing they were going through. But the sad thing is, to me, I see the same thing sometimes in the body of Christ. You're armed and dangerous, but you're not, you're not using your weaponry. So what happens is you you become casualties. Come on. Concerning some spiritual things, concerning some things, there's a lot of things where the enemy slides in and destroys families, destroys marriages, destroys uh, your, your health, destroys things and areas of your life that he's got no business being involved in. I'm talking about the enemy. And what happens many times, we're going along because of just where we set our minds. We could be armed and dangerous, but we're not aimed, and we're not confident. And so we're called to be aimed and confident. We're called to keep our mind set on the right things, and if we will do that, we can walk in the confidence and the power, praise God, hallelujah, of the authority and dominion that we're called to. If we will just stand firm, praise God, keep our minds set on things above, hallelujah, speaking the word of God, making choices, making decisions. Why? Because we have minds set on things above. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, as a child of God, we think different than everybody else. Or at least we should. Am I right? We believe different. We talk different. We act different. Uh, we should. Just thought I'd say that. Amen. We should react different even. Come on, right, all kinds of things. I mean, so we're just as children of God, see, we, we have the potential to do pretty much life totally different than the world, totally, every area of our life, amen, we don't have to operate, you know, our life and conduct life based on natural resources, if I could say it that way, or natural um, means, or natural leadings, natural biddings, in other words, making all our choices and sins just based on what's going on around us. Now, it really makes some sense when we start thinking and looking around us today. In the last two years, it's just stinking nuts. You got people making choices. You think, you got no business making choices. And you sure as heck ain't got no business making choices for me. But anyway, I'll leave that one for another message. But the bottom line is this. We got all kinds of chaos, all kinds of nutso stuff going on. But if you don't watch it, pretty soon you're caught up in it. Pretty soon it controls you. Pretty soon it dictates to you. Amen. It's just the facts. So if we don't purpose to set our minds on things above, amen, what happens? Our words become, you know, off base. Our our thoughts, I mean, our, our words, our choices, our actions, our decision making, all of it gets off. Because you're you're making all those choices and decisions based on what you're seeing just going on around you. When all along, you're called to pick up your head, get yourself focused right on the right source. Come on, somebody. Stay locked on to things above. And if we will do that, praise God, the decision-making, the choices, the words, the actions, the reactions, all will line up. Amen. Why? Because you have the mind of Christ. Are you with me? So what I want to do here, um, I want to back up. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's do this. Let's go back to chapter four. I'm going to talk about aiming our mind. One of the uh, words for the uh, word to set the mind refers to aim the mind or direct it or uh, to entertain uh, the mind. In other words, in other words, it comes back then to a choice where you. Focus, so what, you, what you look at, what you give your attention to uh, is going to be on you, right? Come on now. Now, my heart today is not to, uh, you know, just focus on, uh, you know, everything that we may be doing wrong. My, my heart today is to just try to help you focus on the right things. But you do need to shut the door on the wrong things. Say, yes, sir. That's right. we got to do that. Amen. So anyway, you can't just let anything bounce around in in your head there. All right. So with that said, praise God. Uh, Chapter 4, let's go to verse 4, and it says, Rejoice in who? In the Lord always. And just in case you didn't hear me the first time, again, I say rejoice rejoice now I mean that's probably a good thing to do and really what would is talking about is really staying focused in fact earlier in the chapter he talks about letting being of that same mindset that same mind that same pattern of thinking praise God he's talking about you know get the aim get the mind aimed right praise God uh, uh, rejoice in the Lord always again I say rejoice let your gentleness be known to all men who's at hand The Lord. Now, come on. He's just trying to get you focused. Look up. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Don't get all worked up. Come on now. There's a lot of stuff to get you worked up. Come on. There's a lot of stuff going on. Get you anxious. Get you all worked up. But he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer. Come on now. And supplication. Come on now. Both prayer. I love that. And supplication. Prayer is, is communion with God. Come on. It's about communion with God and dominion on planet Earth. And we've taught many times on that. That's what prayer is. Supplication is about lifting up others, praying for others. Amen. Uh, instead of uh, talking and bad-mouthing, how about just start lifting them up and praying about it? Take dominion. Pray over things. Pray about things. Amen. Are you still with me? All right, and it says, uh, uh, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. If you don't know what else to do, how about a little thanksgiving? Can I hear a big amen? Anybody thankful in the house today? I said, anybody thankful in the house today? I said, anybody thankful in the house today? Praise God. We have a reason to be thankful, praise God. But if you're going to focus on the junk, you won't be thankful. You'll be grumbly pants. Huh? You'll murmur. You'll gripe. Come on now. But you got to be, we need to be more thankful. It says with thanksgiving. And it says let your requests be made known to God. Amen. Take it to God. Is what it's talking about. Stay focused up here. He's your source. He's your source. He's your source. Now we're not denying the existence of things going on right now. All I'm saying is that let's focus on our source And God will lead us through this mess. Come on, like Trudy talked about, get you on the other side of this jungle mess. Come on now. Oh, hallelujah. All right, goes on to say, uh, verse uh, 7 now, and then the peace of God uh, will, everybody say peace of God. That's a good thing. That just means everything made well. The peace of God shows up. Nothing missing, nothing broken, everything working. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. It's amazing if you'll just set your mind on your source, how all of a sudden the peace of God comes and even overrides your mind that's trying to give you fits. Still with me? All right, now come on. Hallelujah. Surpasses all understanding and it begins to guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If we will just begin to aim our mind right. And This is kind of where we get off on this thing. Get your mind aimed right. All of a sudden, everything now comes on. The peace of God now overrides the understanding, your heart, your mind. Everything that wants to give you fits all of a sudden begins to settle down. And now you got confidence, hallelujah, in who you are and whose you are and who your God is. Come on, somebody. Knowing you have dominion and authority over an enemy that lies constantly. The enemy is a liar. Hallelujah. And when he starts lying, that's when you start laughing. But see, if your mind's down here, if your aim down here, and that's all you're bringing in, you're probably not going to do a whole lot of laughing. It might be something totally opposite. Come on now. But if you will set your mind on things above, amen, you got confidence in who you are as a child of God. Whose you are as a child of God. Amen. Who your God is. Come on now. As your source. He'll never leave you, no forsake you. He's got your back. Can I hear a big amen? amen. And then it says finally. After all that. Finally, brother. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things of good report, If there's any virtue, if there's anything uh, praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now, he says that because there obviously must be something in there you could do, right? The things which you've learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. In other words, exercise this, do these things, and guess what? God shows up. Why? Because God's your source. And all it's talking about in verse 8 is aim the mind right. That's it. Aim the mind. He didn't say, nowhere in here does it say that all the bad going on, all the junk going on, all the deception going on, all the lies going on, all the up and down, the ins, the outs, all, all the turmoil, the chaos. He didn't say anything in there that none of it you know, didn't exist. He just says, put your mind in the right place, and you'll get through this thing. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God shows up, the peace of God shows up, Amen, the favor of God shows up. Hallelujah, God becomes, amen, not only your, uh, your sword, he becomes your deliverer, becomes your provider. Come on, So all of a sudden, you give God room to move because you're not only armed and dangerous, but now you're aimed and confident. Amen. And you can get something done with it, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah, look at your neighbor and say, we gotta get our mind aimed. Hallelujah, right? Gotta aim it you got to aim that mind in the right place, praise God. Amen. So I I thought, you know, I took a little bit. I was kind of looking at this, and, and you know, you could go spend a lot of time in verse 8 here. Uh, I'm not going to do that, but I will just kind of, you know, briefly define some of this. Uh, It says, uh, whatever things are true. How many know uh, uh, that word there means truth? That which is, refers to that which is authentic and real, not concealed or hidden or disguised. How many know there's a lot of stuff out there that isn't real? You know, it's real easy, you know, a lot of facts being thrown around. It's amazing how they, they don't, most of them don't ever agree on anything. So it kind of makes me wonder. Maybe those facts ain't truth. Now, we're not saying they don't exist. There's, you know, something out there going on, obviously. But, see, we're not setting our mind on the facts. We're setting our mind on truth. What's God have to say about it? I said, what's God have to say about it? Now, no matter what's going on, the Spirit of God might lead you and say, hey, you need to resist this, or you need to speak this, or you need to pray this, or you need to stand on this. But in the meantime, you're being led because you've focused on truth. Are you with me? How about the next one here, that which is noble, honest, honorable. Venerable is one of the words, but just means that which is worthy of respect. So how about focused on the things that are worthy of respect, and not on the dishonorable stuff. A lot of dishonorable stuff going on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's horrible. The dishonor, the throwing towards, you know, just everywhere. It's, just, uh, it's just, it just, to me, it just about makes you want to spit more than once. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Just some of the dishonor that just I see. People that don't have any regard for life. Just, but, but, (laughs) I got to set my mind on that which is noble because there's a lot of noble things going on. There's a lot of folks out there, a lot of things going on that is right and is noble. Amen. Amen. It doesn't deny the existence of the rest of it. But if we stay focused on the right thing, we know how to deal with the junk. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. Whenever things are just, oh, hallelujah, right, righteous, equitable. Uh, even uses sometimes the word impartial in here, but it means that which is right by him. Amen. And we should uh, be focused more on what's uh, upright and not uptight. <laughs> I didn't know what to put it, so I threw it in there. Amen. It's real easy to get uptight about a lot of stuff that ain't right. Come on, right? I mean, it's just the facts. There's just a lot of stuff that ain't right. All right. And it's real real easy to get uptight if you stay focused on it. But we're not called to be uptight. We're called to be upright. Come on. So you're going to have to stay focused on your source. Amen. Set your mind on the right things. Come on now. Look at your neighbor. Say, aim your mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's pure? Is that the next one? Whatever things are pure, what does that mean? Clean, wholesome, uh, innocent, amen, simple, all right? Now, that doesn't mean to be naive, okay? It's not talking about being naive, but it does talk about, praise God, focusing on what's innocent and not malicious, all right? A lot of malicious stuff, a lot of stuff out there. Come on, stay on what's innocent. There's a lot of stuff that isn't, but stay focused on what is, amen, Amen. I'm just telling you, listen, if you're aimed and you got confidence, you'll know how to deal with all the other stuff. If you just focus on the other stuff, now you're not connected to your source. You don't know how to live and walk through that mess. And then you get overwhelmed. And then you get up mad and upset and depressed and, and uh, uh, you know, all the mess. And all of a sudden, you know, you're worked up about this and uptight about that. And, and try, to, try to walk life as a child of God when you're focused on all the same stuff the world is. And I can't say it enough. We're not denying the existence of all that mess. We're just saying, listen, we go up here, we stay up here, we stay focused. That doesn't mean we ignore everything down here. It means we get locked onto our source so we know exactly how to deal with things that are down here. Because that's the key. How do you walk through this? Everybody starts saying, oh, you know, the economy is going, you know, down the toilet. Well, you don't have to go with it. Please don't. But see, if you say connect to Him, He becomes your source. He leads you. He guides you. He directs you. He shows you what to say, what to do, what to pray. And all of a sudden, guess what? Next thing you know, you're walking in favor. You're walking in the blessing. You're walking in the fullness of God. Amen. God's manifesting Himself on your behalf. Praise God. Just like the book says it will. Come on now. Look at your neighbor and say, aim your mind. Oh, hallelujah. What's the next one? Lovely. That just sounds nice, doesn't it? It just literally means friendly towards, kind, gracious, compassion, mercy, even forgiveness. Come on, fits in there. But uh, how many know you need to be more focused on on mercy versus strife? Oh, hallelujah. If there ever was a thing you got to get off of, it's a thing called strife. Division, strife, contention, dissension, discord, all of it's from the pit of hell. Come on, somebody. But the enemy wants us caught up in that. See, and the more we're down here doing this, the more you're caught up in that mess. And you can try to run from it and avoid it all you want to. But if your mind's still down here, you're wrapped in it. Hide in your house all you want to. You're still caught up in it. Nowadays, you can't get away from it if you've got Facebook. Oh, did I say that out loud? The point is, man, it just all it does is stirs up strife. That's not what we're called to do. Get your mind out of that mess. Get your mind up here, praise God. When something's going on, start praying about it. Take dominion. I refuse to allow my mind to go there. I refuse to let the enemy steal my brother, my sister. I refuse to give heed to that mess. You foul devil, get out of here in Jesus' name. But if you're down here doing this, you're talking just like anybody else. You get just as bad as everybody else, and now everybody's choosing sides. Brother, I thought you were a child of God. Look at your neighbor and say, aim your mind. Now, I lost half of you right through that one. Aim your mind. Amen. You get so caught up with stuff, and pretty soon you forget who you are. Now you're not aimed right. You're not, you don't operate in the confidence that you could. You could be armed and dangerous, and all you're doing is going up and blowing up your brothers, just pulling pins on grenades and standing there with it. Kind of silly. Just because you're armed and dangerous don't mean you're doing what's right. So you've got to get your mind aimed right, praise God, so you can walk this thing right. Can I hear a big amen? Good report, that's good. There's some good report. Reputable, of good rep- repute. Uh, admirable, also one of the words there. It means good in others. So in other words, just start, learn to think the best and not the worst. Right. Believe me, that's, uh, man, especially when you got stuff that's happened in days past and somebody does something, says something, your mind wants to run back there and you, st- you just start assuming the worst. I know I'm not alone in that. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? You just, if you don't watch, you think, oh, first thing you're going, oh, here we go again. Well, how do you know? Stop thinking the worst. Start thinking the best. Amen. Maybe God's going to do something good. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Stop thinking the worst. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, aim your mind. Hallelujah. How about virtue, valor, brave, gallant, one who uh, excels or excellence? Amen. Uh, And it's really referring to uh, really one that's, What's been given and not what's been taken, if I can say it that way. It's kind of a weak way of saying it. But but basically, look about the excellence that's been done. Things that people have done and put out instead of what's been taken. If you don't watch it, pretty soon all you're focused on what everybody just takes and does and always thinks about themselves. And come on, somebody. You get caught up in it. Nah, man, a virtue. If there's any praiseworthy. Hallelujah. Meditate on these things. Amen. Praiseworthy. Everybody say praiseworthy. How I many you know there's, some, there's always something praiseworthy? Commendable, laudable, uh, that which you can give merit, complimentary. Amen. Just mean lyric to give praise and not to sit and curse everything. Thank you, Father. Amen. You get caught up in today's things, you get caught up in everything around you, pretty soon all you want to do is curse everything. Look at your neighbor and say, aim your mind. Uh, A verse I want to put up, put uh, Philippians 1, uh, I think it's like, yeah, let's see, I think 14 actually. I must have wrote down wrong, sorry. How about verse 14, I think it is. Let me look here. I think it's what it is. Yeah, it says, and the most of the brethren in the Lord have become confident, everybody say confident. Confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Now, the reason I wanted to bring this is because Paul, now we, I'm not totally sure if he was, in a, um, he was in a prison at the time of the writing. I'm not sure if he was in a Roman prison or if he was actually in the prison there at Philippi. Uh, we do know in Acts uh, 16 that he uh, spent time in a Philippian prison. Come on, and that's when, maybe this is why I'm bringing it up, because even though he was in chains and shackled down, he did not let that move him. Paul and Silas just began to praise God anyhow began to worship God, sing songs unto God, and all of a sudden, hallelujah, the ground shook, praise God. The foundations of that prison shook, hallelujah. The shackles fell off, the doors flew open, praise God, and there was a great deliverance. There's always something praiseworthy. And the point I'm making here with this uh, verse out of chapter 1 is their confidence came, even though he was chained. And they looked and said, even though it looks like a bad thing, or it looks like something, you know, in the natural, we would not like to be a part of, but we're going to praise God anyhow. We're going to speak the word anyhow. And all of a sudden, this confidence came. And the only reason that they found confidence in that is because they chose to have the mind of Christ. Or they could all been running for their lives thinking we're next, we're next, we're next. Or we can take joy in the Lord and begin to praise God anyhow and get a great deliverance, amen, just like Paul and Silas got. We don't have to be moved by what's going on in this natural realm. We don't deny its existence, but we do not have to be moved by it. We do not have to be dictated to by it. Now, if God leads you to do things, leads you to speak things, leads you to pray things, then that's fine, and that's what you do because you're drawing from your source and he leads you in it. I could preach on that one all day long. Hallelujah. But the thing I want to make mention with this and this reference here in chapter 4, is it's always about getting your mind upward. That no matter what's happening down here, I'm choosing the higher thought. Everybody say, think upward. Now, he doesn't just have you think upward. He also has you think forward. Uh, Chapter 3, please. Let's put that in there. You doing okay or am I boring you? That was weak. Am I boring you? Okay, all right. Are you lying to me? Think on what's true and noble and just and lovely. Verse 12 of chapter 3 says this, common text again, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. Amen. That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Amen. I forget those things which are behind. I reach forward to those things which are ahead. He's talking about grabbing those thoughts of forward, moving forward, not just upward, but also forward. Amen. I move forward, praise God. Hallelujah. I press uh, toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, as many, of uh, as many, uh, let us, as many as are mature. There we go. Have this mind. Everybody say, have this mind. Everybody say, aim your mind. So, what's on? Aim your mind toward this. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Let's aim our mind. Amen. So, it isn't just upward thoughts, but also forward thoughts. And I think it's worthy of bringing up. It has been a sad commentary. On some things I've seen across the body of Christ, people just not doing anything. Get up and move. Move forward. We don't lay down, we don't back up. We keep our hand to the plow. We're not living in the rear view mirror. We move forward. When you lay down, you die you got to get up. Look at your neighbor and say, aim your mind. See, if you're not your mind ain't in the right place, you'll just lay down and just wait, try to wait it out. Well, that's what the devil would love you to do, wait it out. He'll just keep it stirring. Truth. We'll just wait it out. Well, another year goes by. We'll just wait it out. Another year goes by. Let's just wait it out. Oh, something else came up. Well, let's just wait it out. Oh, it's another such a, you know, let's wait it out. The Meantime, we do nothing. We go nowhere. And we're called to live moving forward. Are you with me? Another key verse on that that kind of fits into all this, out uh, uh, of Philippians 1 and verse 6, it says that, you know, we can be confident. Everybody say confident. There it is again. We can be confident that he has begun a good work in you. We'll complete it, praise God. So even if something in the past has somehow hook, line, and sinker pulled you under, you cut that line, get on back up, and move forward, praise God. It doesn't matter what's happened yesterday, yesteryear, yesterdecade. We are not our, we are not our history. We are who God says we are. And I'm not mad. I just like I'm pretty intense, ain't I? Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, we're who God says we are. (laughs) Just doesn't sound right. It's got a punch in it. Well, anyway. So what happens many times, the enemy wants you so much to be locked on to things of the past, locked on to, uh, you know, things of uh, how it, uh, you know, it was or, or, or fear of what it could be instead of just staying, listen, just keep moving forward. Keep your mind stayed on things above. Keep your mind stayed on things before you praise God. Fulfill what you're called to fulfill. Do what you're called to do. Be what you're called to be. Come on, somebody, you still move forward. Everybody say aim your, aim your mind. Aim your mind, praise God. Aim your mind. Jeremiah 29, 11, a common verse, right? Hallelujah, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, right? Thoughts of peace and not of to give you a future and a hope or an expected end is what it means. So even though, I mean, if you're stop, if you just going to lay down, if you didn't let go of the plow, if you're just going to draw back, pull back, look back, if you're going to live in the rearview mirror, you're never moving towards your future. You're never moving towards your expected end. You're never moving toward the fulfillment of what God has for you. And you sure as heck don't hang out in the jungle. Get on out. Come on, somebody. Amen. You just, that ain't going to do you any good. Well, if I just lay here, it'll all be good. Till the critter comes. So, it's better to just keep moving and move together. And as you get moving forward, God begins to become more and more specific, bring things to light, bring things uh, to your understanding, give you an eye to see it, praise God, and all of a sudden, praise God, God's showing up in areas of your life, amen, that maybe you ain't seen in a long time. Can I hear a big amen? Everybody say, Aim your mind. All right, let's get back to one more. So, not only do you uh, think upward thoughts, but forward thoughts. Look at your neighbor and say, think forward. How about one more here? Let's go. Can you do another one? All right. Uh, back to chapter 2. I told you we'd come back there. Let's do that. Verse 1, please. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, encouragement is what that word uh, brings out. So if there's any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy. In other words, we can pull up anything. Here we go. Fulfill my joy by being like-minded. Everybody say, aim your mind. Aim your mind, right? Aim your mind, right? Having the same love being of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in the lowliness of mind. In other words, in humility, humbleness of mind. Come on. And let each esteem others better than himself. Maybe I better read that again. Let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only... For his own interests, you all have interests. We know that. Nobody's trying to steal that from you. You get on these kind of subjects, everybody goes, "Oh, he's messing with my hobby." I ain't messing with your hobby. I'm not messing with your fun. I'm not messing with your vacation. I'm not messing with, you know, your hunting. I'm not messing with, with your, your, your things you like and enjoy. I'm not messing with any of it. You have interest. Praise ye the Lord. I hope you have a garage full of it. But somewhere along the line, you've got to recognize it's not just about you. So not only do we look up, not only do we look forward, but we have to also look outward toward others. Somewhere along the line, that's got to be important. And that's why he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in him. I mean, he was willing to lay it all down and walk as a servant. laid everything down. For the joy that was set before me endured the cross for you and me. Everybody say, look, <laughs> look outward. Amen. I don't know what else to put it. i just put it that way. Amen. Aim your mind. Aim your mind. Amen. Aim your mind. Amen. Not only on higher thoughts, not only on thoughts of moving you forward, but you got to think about others around you. I think how much of the mess would be done if we'd stop and look at the needs of others. Come on, somebody. Or just think about, amen, somebody other than ourselves once in a while. And that doesn't mean you do everything everybody else tells you. Please. It just means that somewhere along the line, you're thinking beyond yourself once in a while. It's not about thinking less of yourself. It's about thinking of yourself less. Okay? You're a child of God. You're armed and dangerous, ready for battle, ready to go, ready to do. We're just trying to aim you and get some confidence in you, praise God. Well, that person bugs me. We'll pray for him once. You might be amazed at what begins to happen. I've always used that as an illustration. I'm, I've had this more than once, but I remember one time this gal, she was a stinker. Good night. Every time she walked walk into church, i want to slap her. Somebody says, Pastor, no, I repented. Man, she just always tried. I think she thought it was her mission to make my life miserable. I think she thought it was her calling. And so I just, you know, one day talking to the Lord about it, I was upset. i like, Lord, why can't you move her to another church? Somebody was looking and saying, is he talking about me? No, this is years ago. No longer around. And I said, Lord, why don't you move her to another church? She obviously doesn't like it here. She obviously can't agree with anything we're doing around here. Move her to another church. Lord says, you know, maybe you should just pray for her. What a concept. (laughs) What? I am. No, pray for her. Not about her. Right? And I thought, oh, so I mean, it was one of those things we just knew and it was great, I- instant conviction, right? And so I began to just start lifting her up and pray for her. And of course, it, you know, the first time it would, wasn't really like a lot of faith. Lord, bless her. In Jesus' name, thank you. The Lord goes, Excuse me? <sighs> Lord, bless her, because I know she needs blessed. (laughs) Excuse me? So you know, you know the point. Anyway, it got down to the point where I started realizing, you know what? Who'd have thought? God's right. Started praying for her, and all of a sudden, something began to happen. All of a sudden, I began to see that person different. All of a sudden, the way I thought about her changed. I don't even know if, if she actually changed at all on the outside. But something in here changed how I saw her. And I learned a lesson on that. That, you know what, it doesn't really matter how you feel right now. You walk with dominion and authority. You walk with, you're armed and dangerous. Now, if we can just get that aimed right, we can do some damage to the, the enemy's kingdom and get God's kingdom advancing. Come on, somebody. See, if we're just going to sit here and, and we're just going to cut each other to shreds, well, the enemy just stands back and laughs at us. And he's had a lot to laugh about recently. He just, he just stands back and laughs and laughs and laughs and laughs. He doesn't have to even do anything. Because you're just, you're just, you know, you're just chewing on each other and biting each other and devouring one another and strife and contention and dissension. He just stands back and laughs. And nothing irritates me more than knowing the enemy's laughing at me. So it's like if we're going to change this, and I'm going to have to be able to look beyond myself. Look out for the interests of others, too. Lord, right now, they're fearful. Well, instead, I just badmouth them because they're fearful. Pray for them. Well, these people, they're, uh, they're, they're this, they're that. Well, how about just pray for them? Well, they don't understand they're deceived. Well, then, you know, pray for them. Who'd have thought that maybe, maybe they are deceived? Or maybe you're deceived? Or? Maybe you're both deceived, or, see, it could just be that we're just not, you know, we're not aware of what's going on there. When I started praying for that gal, are you okay with that? pastor really does pray for you. I want you to know that. Some of you are thinking, I know he wants me gone. I know that was a word for me. No, no. We're praying. We're believing with you. Come on, somebody. But, you know, when I started praying for her, all of a sudden, the Spirit of God showed me something about her life that all of a sudden, it was like I had such compassion for that individual. And if I wouldn't have stopped and prayed, I would have never picked that up by the Spirit. I had a whole new level of compassion for that individual. And I recognized that everything that was happening, all the things that rubbed me wrong, were coming out of that situation in her life. And it's like all of a sudden I had a whole new meaning, a whole a whole new awareness, I mean, of what was going on and why all of it was happening. And man, I just man, I just started putting prayer toward that. And all it had to do, just the person had to just get free from their past. They couldn't let go of some things. And my point is this, you know, when we're looking for the higher thoughts, we're looking for the forward thoughts, we're looking for the outward thoughts toward others, and looking there's just something about all of a sudden God shows up. And you're aimed right, and you're confident in who you are. You take a stand in the, in the things of God and in prayer with your confession. And all of a sudden, devils are screaming and running out the door, praise God, trying to get away instead of moving in with their camping gear. Are you with me? Yeah. Hallelujah. Everybody say, aim your mind. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Philippians 1 and 25, let's leave a couple verses. Amen. Being confident of this. In fact, back to verse 24, it says, Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you and being confident of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you, Hallelujah for uh, continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith. Now the point of, there's confidence there again, but what is it? see, he's looking beyond himself. He could say, listen, I've ran my race. I've been through the fire. I've paid a price. I can go home if I want to. But it's more needful for you that I stay. So I choose you. I'll stay and help out and do what I can for another season or whatever it was. Are you still with me? See, he's thinking beyond himself. Last verse, hallelujah. Are you with me? 1 Corinthians 10, 24, let, let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being, praise God. Simple verse. Sometimes, you know, just look past yourself a little bit. Hallelujah. Remember, you do have interests. You do have needs too. And that's a lot of times when I've talked this with people, and I even have people sitting in here, and you hear everything through your own filters. And sometimes you're sitting, there's people that sit in here while I say stuff like that, they go, that's right. People ought to be more aware of me. Are you hearing me? No. You need to, if we would all look past ourselves a little bit, you'd be amazed at how God will meet your needs. Come on. God looks out for you. That's right. And guess what? There's also a few folks, amen, looking out for you too. Can I hear a big amen? Look at your neighbor and say, let's aim the mind right today. Amen. Did you get something today? Give the Lord praise, everybody. Come on now. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash wovictory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org o-r-g. See you there!